Yeah. All right. More AD coming up in a little bit. And to answer uh, the question that Chris asked in the open right there, Anthony Davis is expected to play tomorrow night in game six. That according to uh, Chris Haynes from TNT, who said that barring an unexpected um, setback, that he's ready to go in game six. So that's good news for the Lakers. The fact that the Lakers lost the game, I think, was what most people thought it was going to be, right? They this was not a five-game series, so we'll get back to all that in just a second. Emily, you said that tomorrow is National Anthony Day? Yes, tomorrow's An- National Anthony Day, and obviously Anthony Davis has been the topic of conversation today on our show. A lot of Anthony, or a lot of national days of everything. <laughs> I did not <laughs> know is, there was a National Anthony Day. There should be a National Allen Day in Travis There probably and Emily is. And we just don't really know it yet. But yeah, we're going to pick famous Anthonys, uh, real or fake, and can include Tonys. Okay, good. It's a snake. I want, there's a, Tony, there's yeah. a Tony I want back. As long as their name actually is Anthony, which I'm sure the person you're referring to and his name is actually Anthony. Yes. So we're going to start. The order is, we also did this above board, Taylor, Travis, Emily, Allen. Slee, do you think it's a coincidence that the two draft orders that have been done publicly, neither included Emily yeah, as yeah, the first. top pick? Yeah. Hey, I Sure, don't it's know. a total coincidence. Total coincidence. All right, Taylor, <laughs> you start us off, please. Oh, man, this is tough. I'm torn on who to choose first because there's a lot that I want, and I'm trying to gauge what you guys are going to pick. But I think I'm going to go with from the one of the more famous video games in history and the best pro skater of all time, Tony Hawk. I thought that was Ooh, I yeah. thought that was going to be there. I didn't know that was going first. You thought. You thought. He has great Twitter, too. It, yeah. it, and he's funny. He's, he's like, really he's a, funny. He's super rich. He's super yep. funny. He's chill. He's 60 and can still do Lives tricks. In San Diego. He's a San Diegan. Yeah, Tony Hawk's a great The player. one thing about him, I know, and you guys said he's good on Twitter. His basically thing is everybody asking him, hey, are you Tony Hawk? And him always, <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking like, about. Yeah, you look like this guy, Tony Hawk. So right. No idea. <laughs> Trav? Uh, Tony Soprano. Right, easy, uh, easy. Those two. yeah, <laughs> yeah. T- Tony Soprano. It was him and Tony Hawk were the two that I really wanted, but uh, Taylor beat me to the punch. So I'll I'll take Tony Soprano number two. All right, number three is me. So I'm gonna go with hmm. I'm gonna go with Anthony Bourdain. God, only because Dang. I think that you guys are gonna Jeez. pick him. That's why Jesus. I picked him first. But I'm picking Anthony Bourdain because he's just like a very comfort watch for me. Left. So. I turn it on and I just feel like I'm escaping to another world and his food looks amazing and I love that he goes both to high end and like quote unquote low end places. So Anthony Bourdain is my first pick. Alan? Um, those were, if they weren't going to be one, two, three, <laughs> they're pretty close. Um, all right, let's um, I'll grab one right out the gate here. Uh, I'm going to take Tony Gwynn. Okay? Great choice. That's the Great choice. That's one I thought I could use a little bit later, but I'm just going to get that one out of the way. Um, Anthony Kiedis. Red Hot uh, Chili Peppers. We'll take him as well. Those are my two. All right. So back to me. Ooh, okay. I think I only have one more that's an option. So Let- if you guys take it, I'm going to end up with two in my draft. <laughs> Let me go with one of the greatest actors um, of his generation, one of the greatest actors of all time, has an iconic role playing uh, um, uh, H- uh, Hannibal Lecter. And yes. so I'm going to do, do uh, Anthony Hopkins. Good pick. Good pick. All um, right, Trev. So I'm going to go a little old school, throw it back. There's a little bit of the music that you're getting going right here that just kind of evokes that certain era. I'm going to take Tony Bennett. I'm going to go old school, chill, cool, hang out, drink a martini, sing a little bit. Give me Tony Bennett. not going to lie. I like Travis's picks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Taylor, you got two up. Two for me? Okay, I will choose. I'll trade you Anthony Kiedis for Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> not happening. 
I'm going to pick Tony the Tiger, I think. Dang it! I was going to do that on my third pick! Great uh, Oh, man. This is, two. this is tough for the last one here. Why you think Emily will take another pick. <laughs> no. That's how her draft works. Tony, 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 Tony. It's going to be like the Vikings a few years ago where the clock goes off and he doesn't get a pick and he just gets skipped. I'm going to choose. No, I get I get like a minute here, don't I? Come on. <laughs> no, you don't get yeah. a minute. Give, give me AD. I'll take Anthony Davis. All right, Anthony okay. Davis, the last pick. All right, Trav? So this is uh, somebody who's appeared in a bunch of the movies that I loved as a, as a kid. We're talking Weird Science. We're talking Vacation, 16 Candles. Uh, he was Russ Griswold, the original Russ Griswold from uh, Vacation. Give me Anthony Michael Hall, the actor. So Brad I, Pack is that what is he? One he of was he was part of the Brad yeah. Pack. He was kind of Brad Pack adjacent. Like the Brad Pack was Rob Lowe and right. Emilio Estevez and mm-hmm. those guys. They were all like super handsome. He was more of the character guy. But yeah, give me Anthony Michael Hall, better known as Rusty Griswold. All right, my last pick. I'm going to go with uh, okay. Last week, I missed out on this entire franchise, so I'm not going to miss out on this week. But uh, one of my favorite characters as a kid, uh, one of my favorite movies as a kid, uh, I'm picking Iron Man, Tony Stark as my third. Good one. Al? Good one. So close, because I thought when it turned back to you, it could happen. And then when I thought it went to Emily, it could definitely happen. But still on the board. Anthony Peeler. <laughs> that you got a no, random Lakers. Perfect. Anthony That's Peeler. Great. I thought Sweat you might it. Go, I, I thought she was going to go Anthony Peeler. You know who I thought you were going to take? Really thought- <laughs> I thought you were no. going to take Tony Parker. I, I, I thought that you would go in the NBA. Yeah, I could have went that- Anthony Mason. Could have went with <laughs> yeah. some of the other guys. But Anthony Peeler. It's good. Uh, guys. Perfect. Anthony Peeler belongs on your Tony Gwynn, Anthony Peeler. Who else was your third guy? Uh, Anthony Kiedis, Anthony which if Kiedis. I could replace him with Tony Hawk, but I don't think I could. Well, get Tony, Tony Hawk, Hawk and um, the other one. Did By the way, Anthony Tony Bourdain. Hawk, not for what he accomplished. Tony Hawk for just literally his game. Yeah. Growing up, that's all we played was his game. He's yeah. one of the richest people you're ever going to run across, too. And he's cool and yeah. he's funny. And Tony Hawk's got it figured out. All right. Um, let's go back to AD for a second. We've been taking calls. It, it's, it's fascinating because. It's all over the map. There are people like, this is a bunch of BS. How dare you call out somebody that's gotten hurt and knocked out of a game? And there's a lot of, no, man, this is what this guy does. And it wasn't a knockout type of shot. And that's why Charles and Shaq were laughing the way that they were. That's why Stephen A was going the way that they were. I think it's fascinatingly that we've already just kind of jumped to the fact that he's back for game six. And because... I think he's going to play. I think he's going to play really well. I think he has to play really well if they're going to win that game. And whether or not he got caught with a devastating shot from Kevon Looney will be a weird footnote in about 49 hours. Well, I, you know, I know we got the it's, – it's Chris Haynes that's saying most likely he's going to play. Eventually at some point, what do Lakers do? They usually send out that status report probably within the next couple of hours. That's yep. what usually happens. Yep. We'll get official word from it. Um, you know, I, hypothetically, hypothetically here, if AD has a really good game tomorrow, now let, let's say Anthony Davis didn't have all that good of a game tomorrow and the Lakers didn't win. Let's say we're going back to game seven and um, now the conversation is, wow, Lakers potentially one game away from being eliminated. Is Anthony Davis 100%? Did that? Did what happened the day before, how much did that have an effect on it? I don't know. I don't have the answer. If he plays bad, this story doesn't go away. I agree with you. I agree. And that's the only reason why I'm bringing it up because 
Um, it's it just, it, and maybe because it's Anthony Davis. No, maybe not. I mean, I think if if LeBron had something ailing, if something just happened in yesterday's game, and then all of a sudden he didn't have a good game, then I think there would be a little bit of, well, is that injury bothering him? Is he not? It took us away from the actual game. What what kind of what transpired over the last twelve hours. Mm-hmm. Um, if he is good to go and he's able to play in that game, then you just kind of expect it's AD, right? It's going to be the Anthony Davis that they need tomorrow, right? Hopefully, he's going to give you the twenty-five and the thirteen and the three blocks, right? Um, and if it's anything less than that, I don't know how much of that will point at. It's funny because LeBron obviously aggravated whatever whatever injury is in that foot. You saw we all saw that moment where he winced and kind of hopped on one foot for a second. You can tell that he's in pain. We saw him at the end of game two, right before the end of the first half. He just he took an awkward step and fell to the ground, and it was because it was at the end of the half. Nobody really paid a whole lot of attention to it. That we just assume, oh, LeBron's out there. Go be LeBron. He's going to play thirty nine minutes again uh, the, yesterday, right? So LeBron needs to be. We we don't do the thing we do with Davis. Which with LeBron, it's look. If you're out there, we know you're tough. You know you're gonna power through it, and we just expect him to be what it is. With AD, it's interesting because we sit around and go, okay, how's he gonna respond to that? Is that gonna motivate him? Is that gonna be something that lingers? Is it gonna be something that bothers him? Does he have like some emotional baggage that he's taking out there? The fact that two Hall of Fame players went out of their way to be wildly disrespectful to him on the most popular NBA platform that exists does that stick with him I mean this this was not on a podcast somewhere this was on the TNT show right after the game how does it impact him because he's Anthony Davis because there is a certain perception of him and his personality we talk about it we wouldn't be talking about this first of all it never happened with LeBron but we don't think of those things with other guys the way we do with Anthony Davis. I don't know how you look at, I'm going to try, because I think probably there's a good chance it's going to be talked about. Um, question's going to come up tomorrow in pregame. I'm sure it will with Darvin Ham. If not, postgame. They will start asking LeBron. Anthony Davis going to be the first time he gets some questions. He'll get it in the postgame tomorrow. Obviously, he plays. The will probably ask some of the other players about it, too. I think this is going to get brought up. It's 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 too big of a story a to not get brought up to the players and everybody else. I I wonder you've kind of heard this before, and it's just listen. It's different. Uh, it's different times. Draymond does his podcast, and Draymond has called it new media, mm-hmm. old school media versus new media. Draymond will eventually, and I, I don't know how you, I, I, I don't know how much you consume Draymond on a podcast, any of this. I don't know if you like how he, um, forget his game for a quick second, how he breaks down games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've spent time with that at all. Not a ton. Okay. I'm a big fan of listening to Draymond. I'm a big fan of listening to J.J. Redick. I'm a big fan of listening to players that are not that far removed from the game. They're not all the same. Kendrick Perkins is going to sound different than some of these other guys. It's just personalities, whatever the case is. I think Draymond Green, I'll I'll have a lot of interest in hearing his response on this because I think what Draymond, I could be wrong on it, but I think what Draymond will say is, this is the problem I have 
with some of these basketball players. This is the problem. Michael Thompson's going to look at things different because Michael played in a different era. Mm -hmm. It's not the same era, right? That Shaq and Charles played in a different era. What's the difference between that and your dad telling you, well, when I was your age, this is how I used to do it. That's that's common, right? Like that's not that's not that uncommon. But I bring up the Draymond thing because I have a feeling Draymond, who I think has a contract with TNT for when he's done, he's going to be working with TNT. Um, I have a feeling somebody that is an active player that is, I'm sure, friends with LeBron and Anthony Davis and these other guys. I have a feeling Draymond is going to say, "What the hell was that?" I have a feeling he will in some shape, way, or form. Uh, and if he doesn't, then he doesn't. But that would surprise me more if he didn't. It's just that it's it's a we're, we're at an interesting point where a lot of current players, current athletes, just removed from the game, you can have your own platform without going to the ESPNs and some of these others, and they could vocalize their opinion. It's just eras that sometimes clash, and I think that has parted, uh, part to do with the it. The Draymond thing's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how he responds to it, because I, there's nothing he could say that would surprise Either way, if he took up for AD, I wouldn't be shocked. If he went, yeah, you guys are on to something, it wouldn't blow me away either. I, dude, put it this way. He's going to tell you what's on his mind. He, he's not going to pick the thing that he thinks is going to sound the best. He's going to pick the thing that he believes. And I, I, I don't know what, what he believes about that. We'll, we'll see. You are right that we'll see. it won't be filtered. No. And, and, and if he came out and said, yeah, man, I was surprised he left the game, I wouldn't be surprised if he said that at all. I also wouldn't be surprised if he said, yeah, man, that, I mean, guy got hit in the head. That hurts. You need to take a minute to collect yourself. And he's yeah, he's the one in Game Four that had the concussion protocol and with a blow that everyone, ooh, is he all right? Yeah. And that's the to me a more traditional that's everything. Mm-hmm. To me, the entire crux of this is the blow that knocked him out is the part that made people comfortable questioning it in the first place. Your reaction to it coming up next. Plus, Lee, do the Lakers need to win tomorrow or are they gonna are they cooked? If they don't win game six, is this series over for the Warriors? It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So here's another wrinkle, Slee, that um, we haven't really talked about a ton. The fact that Kenny or excuse me, the Shaq and Chuck felt as comfortable just laughing in his face is weird. I'm, I'm trying to think. Can you guys think of another time when analysts were that comfortable laughing about somebody leaving a game like that? That, that there was usually, a, like when, when, for instance, when 
Charles calls him street clothes. That's the, the only that's the only one I could think that, of. But that. but that's one of those. He's just missing a ton of games, and man, we we really need him out there, and he needs to kind of grit his teeth and get through some of these things. That's one thing. They were laughing. They mm-hmm. they were belly laughing along the way. And for if you're just getting in your car, you're just flipping on the app. This is from TNT last night, and. Kenny Smith was attempting to break down the Laker game, and Shaq and Charles started to laugh, and this was Kenny and EJ's response to the laughter. Game six? These guys, man. I, I know what they're about. I, 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 I think I do, too, but what are you laughing about? You know what they're laughing about. I'm laughing at Chuck. Right? <laughs> Shaq, Shaq, I know what they're laughing at. Shaq, you understand? Shaq is over there crumbling up paper. That's why I was laughing. <laughs> So they were talking about 80s stuff. They were talking about the game and they were just laughing at the fact that Anthony Davis got hit in a blow that I believe they believe. (laughs) They know what it means, Al. I believe that the blow itself is what they were laughing. Like that can't be the thing that knocks you out of a game. Mm -hmm. Like if you hit your head on the floor like Draymond, sure. The, The blow itself, but that they just felt as comfortable Laughing in his face like that is bizarre. And, and probably some of the drama that came with it too, right? That yeah. The tweets that were coming out, Mark Spears, Chris Haynes, Dave McMenamin, people were putting out tweets. One of them said that needed a wheelchair, this, that. I think maybe a, kind of adding to all of that. But the only one I can think of, I, I do remember that. I remember when he called him street clothes. And I remember we had a show the next day and there was... you know, I, I Street clothes. 100% some reaction, at least from me, that was... Damn, that's yeah, that's disrespectful. I mean, there are a lot of players who miss time. There are a lot of players who um, have been injury prone, and Anthony Davis has been. I don't think anybody's defending the fact that AD has not been injury prone. But wow, to kind of just label one of the athletes here, who by the way has won an NBA championship, was a key piece of the Lakers winning in 2020. Um, and there's all these other athletes that have missed time, but you're you're identifying this one specifically. Yeah, that that to me is the and you said, have you ever can you ever remember? That's the only time that I could remember a moment where it it almost I think there's a fine line here. And my fine line is this. I don't think they have anything personal with Anthony Davis as a person. I think they have something personal with Anthony Davis as a competitor. Are you a dog that you're going to go out there? Yeah. And they show that as often as they can, that they don't respect that the makeup of Anthony Davis. Because the there's so much potential with Anthony Davis that they feel like maybe that he isn't achieving that because of all these things. But doesn't that, mean, doesn't that mean that there's a player out there that's got a ton of talent? There's a player out there that just doesn't have that second gear, maybe doesn't want it enough. But he's always on the floor. This is just you think like you're you think you're getting sixty five percent of this player. The difference with Anthony Davis is if he misses five weeks because of an injury against the Nuggets in mid December, or he misses he has season uh, season ending surgery or not surgery, um, he has his injury against the Phoenix Suns in the postseason and can't go after game four. Tries to go. Do you remember that game? Do you remember Lakers were up two games to one against the Suns and. I think I want to say it was a groin injury that he got in game four. Do you remember he tried to go in game six? It was here, played for like the first five minutes and could barely move. And I remember after that saying, Anthony, this is two plus years ago. Yep. I remember saying Anthony Davis knew he probably couldn't go, but felt he had to go because of the chatter around him. 
Well, it's funny you say that because Dave McMenamin um, just had, had a quote here. It says, I just reported on NBA Today, a source close to Anthony Davis told ESPN on Thursday morning that he, quote, does not envision any scenario, close quote, where AD would miss Friday's game against the Warriors, open quote again. It's the playoffs, the source added. So he's going to play, and I think for what you were just describing, he probably feels like, I have to. They, I, they, the last thing I could do is miss another one of these games along the way. The street close thing is interesting because – I think that's one of those, I'm trying to make a joke, and I, I accidentally was disrespectful, right? That I maybe went a little too far by saying street clothes. That's not what last night was. But can it, that before, was but before open you, before you mocking. Go, if I made a mistake that maybe I said something I shouldn't have said, has, has, has Charles Backley ever walked back no, from I, that label he has no. it and two he's used it before no he he's has used it since. and he's used it since and i'm not saying that he feels that he made a mistake but i think there is one of these i'm trying to make a joke and come up with a, a clever saying and just i'm just laughing in your face because i have such little respect for you there there's the joke joke ha you're, you know you don't play a lot you're always in street clothes <laughs> it's disrespectful but it's cloaked in a joke this was Dude, are you kidding me? Ha, 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 ha. You left the game over that? Ha, 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 ha. That's, there's no, there, there, there's absolutely no ambiguity in it. They were laughing at him because he got hit and left the game for something that they felt was not a particularly devastating shot. And not just that, because it was Anthony Davis. Oh, for sure. That is the... Only because it was Anthony yeah, Davis. Because only. if the same... Hit contact went to Embiid, Giannis. Any, any other, other player on that floor would mm-hmm. not have gotten that treatment. Not one single. That, now it may have been one of them. Man, it didn't. I guess. I guess he got hit harder than it looks. They might have said something like <clears> that, <throat> but the rest of it, crazy. Let's try Andy in Orange County. Andy, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Andy? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Great. Good. Uh, you know, you guys left out Tony Danza. That would have been my. So good pick. You know, uh, shame on you guys for. Well, I mean, we, where do you want me to put him? Anyway, I had Anthony hey. Peeler. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think you probably put him ahead of Anthony Peeler. Yeah, not if you're Slewa. Listen, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. That was my draft um, pick. <laughs> well, that's true. You guys are our Laker guys. So, hey, guys, I think you're a little tough on Shaq and uh, and Charles, and I'll tell you why. If you go back and look at the tape, Kenny Smith made a joke of like a wheelchair motion. Like he was, like he was moving the wheels on a wheelchair on his stationary chair there. No, Kenny was just and a better I, actor. You're right I about think that. That's what. Co- okay, and I think that's what got Shaq going. And you know, listen, guys, it's twelve thirty at night, and they're pretty punchy. They've been up all day. I mean, look, we know Anthony Davis has a reputation of getting hurt. Every part of his body has gotten hurt. But listen, they got what they wanted. You know, they're going to go game six on a Friday night. If you think that the Lakers are going to lose on a Friday night in L.A. in front of all the celebrities and in front of whatever referees show up, if you know what I mean, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate you it. got it. Thanks, Eddie. I like to, whichever referees show up, if you know it. That's cool. I like that that's just part of the NBA. We just, eh, whatever. Just keep it. Who's who I feel? Uh-oh. They shouldn't have an. Uh-oh. I hate. I hate now having to second guess that because you, you're so right, and you've always said like. So let me get this right. Let me get this straight. Scott Foster has a record against Chris Paul. That's what, like and everyone's okay with one. it. 
And then I'm like, damn, Trav, you took away the good joke. Now I got to overthink this thing. It, well, it's not funny if you actually stop and think about what it is implying. That's why I don't want to stop and think about what it's implying. Look, I I, I like what you said, Slee, that Ken, like Kenny was in on it too. He just was better at concealing it. And he was doing the thing with his, his yeah, chair. But the camera was not on the him. The camera was not mm-hmm. on him. But they all, no one pretended they weren't laughing at what they weren't laughing at. No one said, no, no, guys, you have it all wrong. The, one of the cameramen made a funny face. It, it wasn't, we all know what it was. Nobody's pretending it was something other than exactly what it was. Let's try another one here. Uh, KJ in LA. KJ, you're on with Travis Slee. What's up, KJ? KJ. Hey guys, thank you for taking my call. Yep. What I think, what I think you're like the previous caller said. What I think you're failing to realize is um, Shaq, um, Barkley. They came from a different era. You forgot. You told you might have forgot about when they was doing the Shaq attack. You know, would you have been laughing at Shaq for going out the game because they kept elbowing him or physically grabbing him? That's one. Two. Remember, Kobe played with a torn ACL. Three, and the issue is, I think Anthony Davis, I call him T.D. Davis, Teeter Tyler Davis, because he gives you one good game one day and a bad game the next day. And another issue, remember, here's another issue. When people are running a marathon, right, and a person falls probably like a block or two away from the finish line, what do they do? They get up and finish it. Same with bikers. If they're in a group and the whole group get tripped up and fall, what do we do? With cuts and scars and knots on his head, he gets up and finished the game. It was only five KJ, minutes. KJ, KJ, appreciate, appreciate you calling in. I'm glad he brought everything up that he did. I'm glad he brought it up because I think KJ is a perfect example um, for all the you-know-what Anthony Davis has got as a Los Angeles Laker. And there's just different expectations with the Lakers. They're unrealistic. They're not fair, but it comes with the territory. It is what it is. We've been asking for Anthony Davis to play now in this, let's say, last couple of months. Can you get us to the finish line? The finish line means just make the damn playoffs and get out of the playing tournament and get in. Mm-hmm. And you know what Anthony Davis has done? He's delivered this entire sure. time. And he continues to play games. Um, and we've given him, when he had to sit out some of those back-to-backs, he got a lot of heat for doing it. Whether that was his decision or it was a decision for the medical staff, sounded like a decision for the medical staff. But I will remind KJ and some of the other people out there, Lakers are one game away from the Western Conference yep. Finals. Do you know why they're there? It's because of Anthony Davis. Not LeBron James. Not any of these role players. Nobody else. Not Darvin Ham either. I give them all credit. But they are nowhere near where they are without Anthony Davis going on this run. So if we are on one side of our mouth going to bitch and complain about Anthony Davis and his availability and being there, you should also stand there and say, AD has been there for two and a half, three months and has the Lakers one game away from beating the defending champs and getting to the Western Conference Finals. Let's talk about that one game. Do they need to win on Friday or are the Lakers in deep, deep trouble? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
Tennessee, Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets, but expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. So we spent so much time talking about the wheelchair and Shaq and, and Charles and AD and all these things. Lakers spent a little money last night. They they LeBron played 39 minutes. Good point, yeah. Um, that It was like the worst thing that can happen is you lose, but it's close enough for you to play and it was. It yeah. was, you know, it was, it was at that 10, 12 mark, 8, 10, 13, 9. Like it was just kind of in that never where you thought the Lakers were going to win, but not enough of a, of a runaway to take those guys out. So they spent a little money last night. Let's put the AD thing aside for a sec. This is why you steal game one. You, so you can have the decisive game on your home court. The Lakers have not lost a game at crypto in the postseason. They've looked really good there for the most part. Is it a must win for them out? Because. When you think about if there is a Game 7, what has happened is the Warriors fought them off twice in a row in an elimination game. It's going back to their building where they're much better. The Lakers would have all the pressure of not only getting eliminated, but being the team that blew a 3-1 lead to get eliminated. Throw the 80 thing in there, the weirdness of all of that. that This game coming up tomorrow night is not just their second of three potential opportunities. It might be their last really good chance to get this done. So I think you can't ask for a better picture, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. Before the series started, uh, Lakers obviously didn't have home court, so you had to do something similar to what you did against the Memphis series. You got to get one game on the road against the Golden State Warriors. They did that right out the gate. I didn't think yesterday was too big of a surprise or a shock. I think losing by 15 to the Warriors sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think as you get ready for tomorrow, the only real must win continues to be the Golden State Warriors. Their series ends, their their season ends if they lose tomorrow. Of course, does that path get so much more difficult? Of course, does your chances of moving on decrease by X amount of percentage if now you got to go? I think Golden State was a seven, seven and a half point favorite in yesterday's game. Um, but I will... I. I you know how we say with the Golden State Warriors, I can't count them out because yep. it's the Warriors? I think you say the same thing about LeBron James, specifically LeBron, but also Anthony Davis. You can't count them out. So no I, question. the only reason why I say that is, do you want to close it out tomorrow? Of course you do. Would it? Does it? Is it lined up to close them out tomorrow? It is. Can the Warriors win one game at crypto? Of course they can. But I kind of say the same thing going back. LeBron has come back from 3-1 down, and it was against the Warriors. It wasn't in Chase Center. It was, I think at the time, in Oakland, whatever the – I'm forgetting the name of it. Oracle, I think. Oracle, yeah, exactly. But it's happened there before. Anthony Davis has looked like the best player for either one of these teams. No no doubt. Basically every single game. So I get the, hey, if Lakers lose tomorrow, it's a dangerous, dangerous spot, all this stuff. Um, You're right. I think the Lakers can close it out tomorrow, but I also, if they lost tomorrow, yes, do their chances go down a ton? I still think they could win one game on the road with AD and Braun. Here, here's the good news, Laker fans. Here, here's why you should feel very good about going to play in Denver on Sunday, potentially Tuesday, if it's not on Sunday, if if you know, or maybe even in Phoenix, depending on how that shakes out. But 
the Lakers lost last night, but a lot of weird stuff happened that benefited the Warriors. The officiating was, you know, I think just, and again, this is kind of ebbs and flows, but it was probably more beneficial to the Warriors last night than it was the Lakers. Take the same amount of free throws. Yeah, that, right. that doesn't, the, yeah. They're, that they're, the, that's going to swing back into the Lakers' favor, I believe. Draymond Green scored 20 points last night. Draymond's not going to give you 20 very regularly. Yep. D- Draymond was an offensive presence last night. That's not what he does, right? He looked for his shot. He attacked the basket. He finished well around the basket. That Draymond, as a 20-point-a-game guy, that's not going to happen very often. Probably won't happen again. Andrew Wiggins was really, really good last night, too. Steve Kerr said that's the best game we've gotten from him since he came back yeah. from leaving the team for personal reasons. So you got a, a crazy good Draymond night offensively. The defensive stuff is pretty steady with him. You got the best game that Wiggins has given you in the better part of a month and change. And you were in the game until the end. Anthony Davis got knocked out of the game at some point. LeBron James was just okay. The rest of the Lakers were just okay. And you weren't in any trouble of getting run out last night. That was a competitive game the whole time. It's back on your floor where you've been really, really good. These things, kind of the pendulum kind of swings back and forth. Role players are almost always better at home than they are on the road, right. which means Schroeder, Hachimura, Reeves, Russell, take your pick. Any of those guys, they're probably going to be a little better. Walker, they're probably going to be a little bit better there than they were up at the Chase Center. The the if this were a stock, the arrows are pointing towards the Lakers at this point. Now everything turns around the other way if they lose and the Warriors have played two of the games they've lost have been really close. Sure. So it's not like it can't happen, but Laker fans should feel really good about and and the other thing that I didn't mention, I think Anthony Davis has heard everything that's been said about him, heard what happened on television last night and while he may not say it out loud, he may play it pretty straight. He shows it. I think he comes out there with, yeah, you know what? Blank you guys. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not what you think I am. Watch this. Because he has that in him. Now, he might not have it in him six weeks in a row, two games, but I do think that he hears it because every time – what have we talked about, Slee? Well, I'm not going to let it happen again. And it almost never does. Mm-hmm. When, whenever he has that moment, he shows up the next time. I think he has a big night, and I think the Lakers win, and they better because if it goes back – I'm not going to say never because LeBron James is on that team, yeah. but it's a huge, huge ask if it goes back. All right, so I, I, I'll say this. I think what we saw from the Warriors yesterday, you're right about Draymond. Draymond's not going to have a game like that. Not and offensively. Give, and, give, and give Draymond, not offensively, and that's yeah. all I'm referring to, the 20 points. Give Draymond a lot of credit. Wiggins, I think that one is not out of the norm. When they got to the NBA Finals last year and they won an NBA championship against Boston. Wiggins was really good. I've said this about one player on the Warriors and he's due for one. This is my fear for tomorrow. Okay? I'll I tell you. you. I know where and, you're going. And, I, and this is my... Draymond does not have to go have 20 points tomorrow. But Clay Thompson is an incredibly inconsistent player right now at this stage, at least what we've saw, what seen in this last round. Night? Uh, last night he had 10. Yeah. Okay? He's had three bad games in a row, okay? Three bad games. Since he had that 30-point game where he was 8 of 11 from the three-point line in game number two where the Warriors tied it, I think Clay's due for one. And, and he had a game. This is Clay Thompson the last three games. 5 of 14 from the field, 3 of 11 from the field, 3 of 12 from the field. That's a problem. And Clay Thompson is known as one of those players that – Maybe he can't do it as consistent anymore, but he's got clutch gene all over yeah, him. Yeah, if he had 30 again, no one's shot. No one says anything. They say, okay, yeah. uh, he finally had he had a good game. He had a clay game. He had a clay game. Um, 
that's the one player that I look at for tomorrow and I worry about. Because yesterday I was on with Sedano and Cap, and George asked me, he said, hey, how do you slow down Steph Curry? And the point that I was trying to make it to him was Curry's not the problem. Curry's going to get 30. The question is, does Curry have help? Yesterday he had help. Clay hasn't had a game in three games. It's kind of set up for one of those moments. This is just watching the game of basketball and seeing certain players. I'm not surprised if tomorrow's that game where Steph's going to get his 30. That's going to happen. If Clay has that game where he's 8 of 11 from the three-point line, that's the player that I worry about tomorrow. Yeah, it, Hall of Fame players like Clay Thompson, when they have a bunch of bad games in a row, it's it's actually scary. I think it was in the World Series, in the NLCS a I few years exactly ago. I know exactly what you're going to say. When Freddie Freeman struck out like seven times in a row, something super weird. Every like, time he struck out, you're like, uh, like all right, that's no. not good. Like what you wanted, you wanted to ground out to second. You want a sharp liner, uh, no, no, just, the right fielder. I, I, I want him fooled and just kind of roll it over, right? Just a little two hopper, flip it over to first base, come back here to the pitcher, great. He's swinging and missing. Is we, that's not going to last forever. And guess what happened? He struck out seven times in a row, and then he hit like Went eleven line drives off the scoreboard. <laughs> that, that that's what those guys do, right? And Clay's one of those guys. He can have a three of eleven, a four of fourteen, or whatever the numbers were, and then he's going to be. Oh yeah, he made twelve of sixteen. That that's he's a lifetime dead eye shooter. These numbers tend to even themselves out. He's due. And, and where he's dangerous is nobody's really talking about him. No. The impact hasn't really been there this series. Uh, but that's how the Warriors won yesterday. First off, the Lakers, games three and four, they gave up 98 points and 101. Yesterday, um, they gave up... It's 70 at the half. 121 and 70 at the half. They, <laughs> yeah. they, they took, I guess you could say the final few minutes, kind of took their foot off the gas. Lakers also didn't play defense, but... My concern tomorrow is that a player that we're not talking about because he has not put himself in that conversation point. Um, is a player like Clay that can go off. By the way, he'd be doing it here in LA. All that. that I just that I would really pay attention to Clay. Clay Thompson. You know what helps all this? AD go and get you, go get your thirty-five and just neutralize that, and they win yeah. because they have the best player. Yeah, that could be the answer to that one as well. The dumps coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. All right, so I can't wait to get this into the dump right here. So I just want to do two quick dad jokes that we didn't get to yet because right. uh, it's my favorite thing that we've done in a long time. All right, we are, I'm just telling you, we're very harsh <laughs> critics here. Right, okay, so this one's from Corporate Greg's Peloton. It said, why are celebrities so cool? Why? They have fans. All right, so there's that one. It's not as good as the other don't, ones. Don't give it. I like you gave that. it so much. No, I like that. It was pretty good. It's okay. Pretty good. I want to be like a fans, more, like I want to be a harder judge. All right, this one's, awesome. next, this one's from Dave. He says, uh, why do hipsters love field hockey? Why? Because it's ice hockey before it gets cool. Al, am I allowed to laugh at that one? I like the fan one better. <laughs> the fan one, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of. I, okay. I saw both of those. Those are both great. Thanks to everybody that sent those in, made the calls. The uh, I still like the one about the attire the best. I think that's my- That uh, one made me laugh at that. Yeah, she- <laughs> Killed me. They got him. They're all pretty, pretty stupid. They're equally wonderful. The All-NBA teams are out, and if there was any question that there is a very significant changing of the guard happening in the NBA, look at the first-team All-NBA team. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Luka, Embiid, Tatum, Giannis. 
Okay, not Steph, not KD, not LeBron, not these guys that have just been fixtures on this thing forever and ever. These guys were obviously on these lists. Steph Curry was second team. LeBron was third team. Almost for, all foreign. Yeah, it's just almost all foreign. And this is the next wave of really great. This isn't James Harden and Clay, and yeah. it's like it's just it's a different era of NBA stars. I, I love the. Shea Gilgis getting on, yeah, and and and, and by the so. way, it was first team. Yeah. It, it was surprising to me. I did not really? know. Yeah, I, I just didn't. I I like Shea. Yeah. I just did not know that they were going to put an Oklahoma City Thunder player on the first team. Um, first thing I thought of right out the gate. I know it's it is what it is. It happened back in the, the trade. day. The trade, sure, right. You just kind of think of that. Where, hey, oh, yeah, whatever you need, we'll get it done. And here's Oklahoma City. Like, cool. We'll just take all those picks plus Shea. LeBron James made third team All NBA. Uh-huh. He has made an All NBA team for 19 of the 20 seasons he has been in the league. The only time that he did not was his rookie season. He's the first player ever to make an All NBA team in his 20th season in the league. And remember, I've told you this before. Michael has always said, whenever the question is, the only NBA player to blank, the answer is always Will, Will Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Right? Will Chamberlain is always on the list. Well, LeBron James is going to be on the list, too. The list is going to be, who are the only NBA players to blank? Wilt Chamberlain and LeBron James, and you're going to be right about 98% of the time. He's he's in that category. Do you um, – I'm curious. I don't know how you stand on – do you pay a lot of close attention to this? Because I, I brought this up to Michael yesterday, and Michael said, no, he, he loves it, he looks at it and all this stuff. Talked about how John ja Morant probably Didn't cost himself – Yeah. I think it's 40 mil. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Like the players care about this. Well, they care. It's your super max sure. because you're based on first team, second team, third team. And I never really paid too close attention to this. You know, some people are saying, well, how is Anthony Davis not this? Maybe you're looking at just games, whatever the case is. Um, I don't pay too close attention to it. I like paying attention to the younger players who get on it because, like you said, these are kind of the class of the new NBA. Are these positionless, or is it you can only have one per each position? I think it's front court, back court. Yeah, they have. Right. Yeah, there's. Do you think positions. it should be just anybody, any position, first team, second team, third team, or do you think it still has to go by front court, back court? Well, for for this, I'm I think okay with this. I, it's fine. I think that there's a difference between making one of these teams because, of, like Emily mentioned, you mentioned the financial ramifications that come along with it are so significant. So you got to be thoughtful about who you vote for in these things. But we all know the best players in the league. Anthony Davis is one of the best players in the league. He's not on that list. Kevin Durant's one of the best players in the league. He's not on that list. That we we there's a difference between being Devin Booker. All NBA. Devin Booker is one of the best players in the league. Yeah. Like we know who the guys. They just for one reason or another they weren't on the court enough. They they just had a bad year. We 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 know who these guys are. Yeah. Whether they're officially designated or not. Kenley Jansen became just the seventh player to record 400 saves in his career. Here's Kenley after the game. The big right-hander sets again. The 0-2 again. Swing and a miss. He got him. And that's 400 for Kenley Jansen. And he does it with a strikeout in the ninth inning in Atlanta. That has to be oh so sweet for the right-hander. 400 saves. And the Red Sox win the game 5-2. Heck of a ball game tonight in Atlanta. All right, so Kenley becomes just the seventh guy to do it. Slee, half of the six guys that have saved 400 or more games are in the Hall of Fame, okay? That means half or not. Is Kenley Jansen in the Hall of Fame when it's all said and done? I'm, I'm not. 
I could tell you yes or no. I don't think I'm the right person to ask on this. Just the criteria for the Hall of Fame. Same thing with the NBA. Mm-hmm. Can I flip this to you? Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? No. I, I would love to say yes because if he, if he went into the Hall of Fame, he would definitely go in as a Dodger, and I would love to see another Dodger in the Hall of Fame. Here, here, here's the difference. Here are okay. the three guys that have more than 400 saves that are in the Hall of Fame. Mariano Rivera, Trevor Hoffman, and Lee Smith. Okay, you could ask. Let's use the Seattle Mariners since these guys didn't play for. If you ask a Seattle Mariner fan about Mariano Rivera, they have an opinion on him. They yep. know what it is. Yep. Same thing with Trevor Hoffman. Same thing with Lee Smith. Here are the three guys that also have 400 saves, other than Kenley, that are not in the Hall of Fame. K. Rod, Francisco Rodriguez, yep. back in the Angels and Brewers and the Mets. John Franco and Billy Wagner. Those guys are like if you were an Astros fan, you know Billy. The Wagner. Billy Wagner comp I like of. Kind of the Kenley. Yeah, comp. they were very important to their team. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're important to baseball at large. I think he's going to just miss unless he somehow hangs around for a very, very if long the time. Dodger Hall of Fame was more lenient. Maybe he could be a Dodger mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. Yeah, but I know that they only do the Hall of Circle of Honor. They have some yeah, Ring of Honor, something, something like that. That they're they put they're putting Fernando. in Garvey. They're putting well, they're going to retire Fernando's number. But they're that's the only that. one that's not one other. Uh, Jim Gilliam, oh, okay. I think, is the other oh, yeah, guy that's, that's right. in there along the yep. way. But Hershiser, guys like that. The mm-hmm. Kirk Gibson, wildly important to the history of the team, but maybe not quite Hall of Fame uh, caliber. Get your wallet out, Slee. The Roman and Kendall Roy home in the show Succession is on the market in Pacific Palisades for a measly $83 million. John's interested. You put an offer, didn't you? $83 million? Yes. But it's in New York, right? And no, it's in Palisades. This is the LA one in the first episode of the season. $83 million. Nah, too rich for my blood. <laughs> What well, a math going on think there. About it, though. I thought he was like equating the interest rate and everything else as down payment. What if there was a Steve Sachs mural in one of the rooms? It would make me think <laughs> twice. But the no. mansion tax. Lower it to sixty million, and I'm I'm on the phone He's still. In. The Palisades is incredible and impossible to get in and out of. That's the only downside. Yeah, of that it's beautiful. Place. A friend of mine lives over there. Just built a brand new house there. It's spectacular. It takes him half an hour to get to any freeway. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you got to drive on Sunset for half the day. Elon Musk is considering dating or adding a dating feature to Twitter, which I think is just a brilliant idea. What Twitter needs is more things going on. Yeah, that'll at go the same really, time. really well. <laughs> well, this already exists. It's called DMs. You just go DM anybody you want to yeah, go. This is an uh, excellent point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't need to, the app. You just see something that catches yeah, you, your fancy. You see that and they, you know, they're and would you try it? Would you try it if Twitter has no, a dating because, site? No, because I mean, I think Facebook also did this thing, same thing too. I'm gonna stick with my dating apps that are meant for dating, and even those don't work. So, all right, which who ones knows? are you on, Em? Uh, Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. Okay. Yeah. So the difference between. Tinder's kind of a hookup site, yeah. right? Okay, Bumble is what? What are the rules there? Uh, girl uh, messages first. Okay, and Hinge is what? Hinge is there's better, more interesting prompts, and it's the the concept or the um, feeling around it is more long term relationships from Hinge. Okay, I got a question. So, like three girls I know met their husbands on Match.com. You don't want to be on that one. Uh, I think it's the age group. My age group tends to be on the dating apps, not on Match.com. Okay, so Match.com is like when you're ready to get married, right? Yeah, and I also think, I don't know if my generation will do that. You know, yeah. it's just, it has to be with the, the age group that I'm looking for. Right. So, John, you and I are the wrong people to ask because we've been married for a Forever. very long time. Yeah. So, Lisa and Susan, and we, ne- we never had the opportunities to slide into somebody's DM. Correct. Have you ever done it? 
Have you ever just randomly shot a note to somebody? They're like, hey, I'd like to meet you sometime. Go grab a cup of coffee or, or however you might phrase it. Have you ever done that, Al? No. Em, I have you done it? I have done it. We'll do it again. And How do you do it? Like, take, also, take me through the, the, the message. Uh, it depends on whom it is. But it can only be after like, 6 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Do you say something funny, cute? Do you just say, hey, I just... Hey, Bye. love your stuff. I'm in the area. I wouldn't mind if you wanted to grab a coffee sometime or drink sometime. And usually it just kind of works out that way. Sometimes people say no, that they're in a relationship you don't know about or they just don't want to hang Good out with you. Good for you. But yeah. you know, Absolutely. just putting yourself out there. Taylor, you start what about sliding you? into DMs. Yeah, why not? Screw it. Have you I, done it? Yeah, I've done it. Have you had success? Mm-hmm. I think most NBA players have either been slid into <laughs> Ooh, yeah. or do sliding, do do sliding on a fairly <laughs> regular basis. Yeah, I think yeah. that's probably a, a fairly good bet. Let's do a little super crosstalk. So, John, you've taught me uh, one thing, that no matter where the game is, no matter what time it ends, you get back at 1 a.m. 1 o'clock. <laughs> is no is what. that what Stu happened Lance last night? and I have a running joke. 1 a.m. no matter what. And we- by the way- Wheels down at 1 last night? Yeah. Well, you walk off the plane at 1 o'clock. <laughs> okay. When, okay, so explain this to me. Last night's game started at 7. There was a 10-minute slide, so it tipped off at 7.10. Got off the plane at 1 o'clock. The game- Two in San Francisco started at six an hour before that. Got in at one o'clock. I mean, it it, it, it makes is no the sense. pilot taking the scenic route? Yeah. When he, Whenever when somebody home? says like, because I've been like Stu and I have been traveling longer than any t- other two people on the plane. Yeah, and so people come up to us and go, "Hey, Ireland, what time are we getting in?" And like they, I, I don't even open my mouth. I go one o'clock no matter what, and they'll go, "It's a two p.m. tip." <laughs> One o'clock, no matter what. The pilot gets something paid hourly. Will, something will happen. <laughs> Last night we had to go. If you, if you, there's a noise abatement at LAX. So if you get in after midnight, you got to go out over the water. This guy apparently wanted to see if there were extra boats out there <laughs> or something. Yeah. Do a little aerial tour yeah. for Catalina. Yeah. So it's one o'clock, no matter what. All right. So Al and I spent, what would you say, Al, 90% of the show talking about Anthony Davis. 99%. Yeah. Probably right. Yeah, 99%. I think, I think we mentioned Fernando Tatis's motorcycle accident. Accident once. And, and I the, did hear that. And dad jokes. And dad and we jokes. Did some yeah. Dad jokes. yeah, so I think ninety five is yeah. probably. You know, you know who's right. famous for dad jokes? Giannis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he does a lot of dad jokes. Do you guys also, have Michael any? Thompson. Do you guys have like any? No, I just, uh, I just asked see. Michael, give me a dad joke, and he's got like a Rolodex. <laughs> yeah. On. Why did the scarecrow win an award? Because he was outstanding in his field. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I always, have, I always have one ready to go. What's the difference between a well-dressed man on a unicycle and a poorly dressed man on a bicycle what a tire a tire yeah oh, okay, there you <laughs> no, go. I, I listened to your show so i i learned that one. they're from all you guys. pretty stupid yeah and pretty they are wonderful. they're all funny so what do you guys make of what went down last night not just that the hit but the reaction to it specifically shaquille o'neal charles barkley stephen a smith i think this is somewhat I mean, because we're in sports radio, we always have to react to everything. I would put this in the same class as the Padres doing that stupid thing with Kershaw. Mm-hmm. I think to us, because we're all in sports radio, we look at that and go, that's content. The Lakers, it's, it's just noise to them. I don't think they're paying. I, I, who cares? What, Not even a motivational factor? No. Who cares what Stephen A. and and Chuck and Shaq are, are they not bothered yeah, by the it, open disrespect I, to I was one of the I think we are. I don't think they are. I, I'll tell you what. I thought after the game last night, and you know, we didn't know anything at that point about Anthony Davis other than the thing about the wheelchair. And I thought, all right, this sounds really serious. Those guys to come on and mock and laugh and goof on and make wheelchair 
things with that. Just without the really, info. Without any information based on absolutely nothing was irresponsible and mean. So perhaps. I, I think if I'm trying to figure out where those guys' heads were in this, I think they would argue that they did have information. And their information was they both played in the NBA for a really long time and got hit like that a bunch of times, and they know that that shot very rarely, if ever, results in a player ending up in Correct. a wheelchair. And they've also that, seen Anthony Davis, and they've had a long-standing... The AD piece is the biggest reputation. one, that it was AD. His perception in the league and his yep. perception among older players. I think it wasn't just a blind, oh, we're going to make fun of a guy who got smacked upside the head. It was all of those things together. Plus, I've gotten hit like that, and I know that while it probably hurts, it's not the end of the world. And what the heck is a wheelchair doing involved in right, this? Right, right. Uh, and uh, the the most recent thing I saw was Dave McMenamin, who says that he cannot imagine... Oh, a source close to AD says he cannot imagine under any circumstances that Anthony Davis will not play tomorrow I, night. I heard you guys talking about new media and how we're getting things directly from the players. Mm -hmm. This applies to superstars more than ever before. For example, last night I'm doing the game and I'm texting Lakers PR and I'm saying, is there any update on AD? And they say none. And then I get literally right as I'm getting none from the Lakers. Chris Haynes reporting AD is in a wheelchair being taken <laughs> yeah, for further right. observation. So I send that to PR. I go, well, this is what's being reported. And they came back to me with, it's not coming from us. So what you're going to see today is good reporters, Chris Haynes, Dave McMenamin, Woj, all have relationships with Clutch. Right. All have relationships with Rich Paul, with the agency that represents hmm. AD, LeBron, Draymond. So we're getting news directly from the source now rather than through the team it used to be we'd all be sitting around today waiting for the lakers to send some type of an update yeah i mean mm -hmm. teams just uh, they're so not releasing they no information. Longer, yeah. the new media happy that draymond talks about they are they are no longer in control of the narrative they're no longer in control of the story well they, they're it, there's almost a weird element of they don't mind if they don't comment on it they, they'd rather not say anything than try to clarify they'll let the reporters or the players themselves do it that it used to be no you don't know anything until we tell you the thing right. whether it is elbow or knee or whatever is fine that now it's like we'll just we're just going to say well, in the nothing case of Haynes, he literally saw him in the wheelchair sure mm -hmm. i mean that's he reported what he saw but uh you're right that we don't necessarily wait for a team update anymore because these guys are all over it talking to everybody and they're going to know do you guys know i i don't know the answer to this is that just kind of standard operating procedure that if somebody gets hit in the head that you wheelchair them to the no. exam area? No. It, it is not, or you The only know. other time I ever remember a wheelchair being involved was Paul, Paul Pierce, Pierce in the finals. Yeah. yeah. And he took a lot of crap for it for a lot of years. <laughs> yeah. Well said. But I think, I think <laughs> the reason is they didn't want him on his feet because he looked a little woozy. Mm -hmm. So I think it was just precautionary. But I'm, I'm telling you, because I'm around these guys, I was around them all last night. To the Lakers, all that stuff is noise. Yeah, that, but if I was AD, I'd be pissed off. How could you not screw, be? Screw Barkley. Screw, screw Stephen A. Are you kidding me? You're questioning my they're, they're, injury, the fact that I had to be off it, my feet after that shot last night. I, I don't know if it was they were they were just laughing at him for being soft. It was mockery. It was that that's what it was. They yeah. weren't laughing that he got concussed potentially. No, they were laughing at the soft guy got knocked down Correct. by a blow that wasn't that bad. We, we were that's saying, what Mace, they were laughing. It's at. the most disrespectful thing you can do is not even acknowledge 
without even having the information. Right. And that I think that's that's the thing that irked a lot of people. It's funny because whether you look on, take some of these calls, Twitter, whatever the case is, there are people on both sides of it. That doesn't. Oh, that there doesn't, are people on both sides of it. You're right. Yeah. There, there's some people saying, "Guys, come on, it's Anthony Davis again." How many times have we talked about him? Then there's another side that I think we probably fall more along. This is how can you? This is their seat. This is what they do. This yeah. is, and I know uh, I'm as big of a fan as that show as any NBA show. It's a great, it's show. A great, great show. show. Great talent. But you're just literally laughing at somebody without having all what we think, or at least what I think, the proper information for it. It's just the ultimate sign of disrespect. What happens tonight in Phoenix? Because Al and I were talking about it with Denver. No DeAndre Ayton. No DeAndre Ayton. No Chris Paul. DeAndre Ayton hasn't Is Ayton out-out? I thought he was questionable. Is he out-out? Yeah, he's out for this game. But the uh, Jack Landale's been playing more than him anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, I... I have a feeling Phoenix would behind Booker and Durant win this game at home and force a game seven, but I thought Phoenix was going to win in Denver and they weren't even close. So maybe it is the Nuggets time. And, is there and, a better matchup, for the, assuming that the Lakers take care of business tomorrow night? Big assumption well, because now we're in a weird spot. Here's yeah. something else to think if you're a Laker fan. You want to root for Phoenix. Because, to extend the series? Yeah. just and Because otherwise the final start on Sunday, right? Correct. And then you can buy some time until Tuesday. The Lakers could basically get the weekend off. It starts Sunday if Denver if wins. Both close and out. the Lakers if both win. close out. Yeah. So we would if, if one wait, by closes the way, not, out and the other not one doesn't. percent. The other the Miami New York thing matters too. What they are what we're we're competing for, for lack of a better word, is that Sunday afternoon ABC game. Mm-hmm. So one of these three teams is going to be in it, and if so. If there's a game seven, like let's say Miami New York is yep. a game seven, or a Boston, Boston Philly, Philly is a game seven, um, they're gonna they want to have a game seven in in that window that on Sunday, time. and then the Lakers would start on Tuesday. But if not, maybe the Lakers will be the game seven. You know, I know I'm the only one who keeps saying no. this series is no, not. not a, you're, you're, you're not. Yeah. You're not the only I mean, one. I'd we talked about that yesterday. you got to win it tomorrow Mason, night. Michael, yeah, I mean, uh, I said everybody. Lakers in six. Series, you got to win tomorrow night. Series over. No, when, when they got to 3-1, 90% of my friends said series over. Yeah. I, I think this is one Thought of the few series. That yeah. I, I know the Lakers were the ones with the 3-1 lead. The other team has Steph Curry. This team has LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I'm not throwing water to dirt on either one of these guys until it's over. They're both they're both such dangerous players that can summon a performance that you you know okay Steph fifty in game seven yeah that LeBron and I don't want to come to him in a second even though he has not looked like the LeBron from five or eight or ten or fifteen years ago I think we'd all be foolish to say that he just couldn't find a game where LeBron James the best player on the court and it's not even close yeah I, I mean that, I so it's... that's why I don't think tomorrow night is a must win it's a much better option. Don't get me wrong. LeBron can go in there and win that game. I, I think tomorrow night is a must win. I think you got to take care of business at home. It's you weird. Don't force Game Seven to uh, San Francisco. That's just a scary proposition. So it's weird because if you're right, and I tend to think you are. Yep. It's a must win game for both teams, and it's not a Game Seven. You know, yeah, it's like right. oh, it's like this weird dynamic that's out there because I think most people think if that thing goes back to San Francisco, it'd be very hard for the Lakers to win, but. LeBron has not only won a game seven against oh, yeah. the Warriors, yep. he did it on the biggest stage mm-hmm. there is. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm not picking against him. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, and, and 
I, they don't announce the referee assignments till tomorrow, but how much you guys want to bet me that the extender comes in for game Scott six? Foster, the extender! He's coming. Do I need to do it again now? Yes. Yes, do the, it. The, that is a joke that exists right. in the world that we all just accept to be true in a league that is <laughs> as big as the NBA that there's a wrestling referee yes. that can come in and extend things. <laughs> right. Is the insane. No, you go it to... Is, it is an insane go proposition. Go to his Wikipedia page. No, in I, the first I, sentence, they call him the extender. I, I, but that, that... And we just go, well, is he, is he here or not? And Mace, it's, it's and the it's manager it's, calling for a, just the different pitcher. It is. It's, it's lunacy yes. that we laugh at it. It's right. crazy that that's funny. And it is funny. It but is. It's like, oh, bring in the wrestling funny referee. Idea. So here's the other thing that if you're a Warrior fan, you lean on for tomorrow night 28 consecutive playoff series 28 consecutive since 2013 Mm. the Warriors have won a road game in the last round they won two in Sacramento Mm. they won game five and game seven so uh I I think that they've also never lost it with Steve Kerr in the Western Conference right so the Lakers if they win tomorrow bring an end to two ridiculously impressive streaks I, I was telling Trav you know who I'm worried about for tomorrow it seems like it's set up for him and has not played, certainly has not been consistent by any stretch. Worry about Clay tomorrow. Well, Game yeah. 6 Clay is a real thing. He's had three monster performances in Game 6 elimination games. Uh, one three was, bad games in a row, One too. was 2016, one was 2018, one was 2019, where he goes like north of 35 and makes like like plays like he did in Game 2. So it's it's possible. Yeah, because he has not looked like himself. No. Yeah, tomorrow night is going to be crazy. Am I the Just only one nuts. that is every time I see LeBron wince like he did last night? Every time I, you know, and the, the, yeah, end, the playing, foot, the foot wince. He's the the foot, and right before the end of the half in Game Two. When no one is around him other than his own teammates, nobody stepped on him. He did. He just fell to the ground. And then we went to half, and it really wasn't discussed all that much. Right. But you saw it again last night. I don't think we have any idea how injured he is. That he was. Two doctors told him to shut it down. Right. Mm. He's come back. He hasn't missed a game since. And there's those, those moments where we've all had it: bad backs or knees or whatever, where you feel okay right up until you get that jolt of pain. Right. And that we've seen it a couple of times with him in in, in these first few games. I, I just crossing my fingers and toes and hoping that that's just that jolt of pain and nothing more. Yeah. Uh, why was the salad embarrassed? Why? It was undressed. It was undressed <laughs> salad. Which one do you like? Without Which one do you the use dressing? more? The first one the, or the scarecrow the one? The scarecrow one is like yeah, the, money. Always, that's a, always that a, joke is fire. Open up with your number one joke. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, always open walks up into a room one. and he just doesn't even know anybody. He just walks in with that this joke. Could be a new part of super crosstalk. You got to come in with. A I new don't one think so. Every single <laughs> day, new dad joker. No, we do that with Michael Tom. Michael Thompson's king of the dad jokes too. Yeah, he's another guy. Does he like? Give you the same one over and over again, or does he just know yeah, a million of them? and we, we get texted a lot of them from the same guy, so yes. we have like a ready supply. You've got a, a yeah. supplier. Supercross Talks, powered by In-N-Out Burger. That's what a hamburger is all about. We'll see you tomorrow. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.